welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am about to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled Repeat. So here we go. Moments like these get me up in a hissy because I am a woman who desires consistency. When you start something new, make sure you can finish it too. After all, this is one of the qualities that attracted me to you. When you fall off, the questions will begin. Are we still together or are you creeping? One minute you're attentive, the next you disappear. Are you really my man? Yes, we need to go there. Communication is a must, necessary to build trust. A title just isn't enough. Your commitment is what I want, but if you don't communicate, I'm left to lean on my own understanding. The conclusion may be untrue, but that's because I haven't spoken to you. When you truly care, you don't play the game of truth or dare. You make me aware of where you're going with this relationship or in life. Even if you want to say goodbye, why do I feel like this is a repeat of my relationships past, of the ones that didn't even last? All because honesty was something the others lacked. Please don't be another repeat of constant lies and infidelity, eventually turning your back on me. I want to believe that this time is right, but it's hard to believe when you disappear on certain nights. You swear that there is no one else, but your actions really put me in doubt. If what you say is true, you need to not just say, but do, so that I can trust you. Rewind. Let's get it right this time. So, today has been a very, very, very interesting day. And so I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to share something. I had a, I had a very interesting conversation with some young ladies earlier today. And I must admit, initially, well, I was pretty much, I guess I found out one of my hidden triggers. <laughs> Didn't even realize it was there, but guess what? It manifested on today. So I'm now aware. And one thing that I realized is that being misunderstood or being falsely accused, that bothers me. When someone draws a conclusion of who they think I am based on a couple of words and don't take the time out to really listen, but jump to conclusions based on their past experiences and put me in that. So when I recognized that that was what was happening, I hurried up and spoke up fairly quickly. <laughs> and so... um Eventually, we were able to see eye to eye. That's the best way for me to describe it. So 
in our saying eye to eye, it was an analogy that was given that I was like, oh my goodness, I have really, truly got to share this. So the analogy that was given is, I'm trying to think. Okay, so let's say that you have, because pretty much I was just having a conversation, or really I was in, I was seeking, I was seeking wisdom. But let's just say um, you have a hobby and the hobby that you have is producing great fruit and then you even though you see that the hobby is producing great fruit you still have other responsibilities and you're wanting to find a way to transition from those responsibilities to the hobby and make the hobby more or less a career. And so in doing that, there's always a process. So when I was seeking wisdom, I was like, okay, I'm trying to articulate this as quickly as I can in this short amount of time and it's being misunderstood. And so after going back and forth a couple of times, someone got what I was trying to convey. And when she got it, I was grateful because, like I said, I found out today that I don't like being misunderstood. <laughs> so but when when she got it, I was grateful. And I said, now you caught me. You caught me. You know, so pretty much we're on the same page. We're seeing eye to eye. Let me know from what I'm sharing with you what your perspective is. And so what she told me was the hobby is considered the boyfriend. The responsibilities is considered the husband. So with the hobby, the boy, anytime that you're dealing with a boyfriend, the boyfriend is going to woo you. The boyfriend is going to make you feel all nice and special, going to make you feel good, you know, send you the flowers every once in a while, all that good stuff. Send you the good morning, beautiful text messages and all of that. But then the responsibilities, the husband initially it's exciting because it's like, oh my goodness, this is new. This is so new. I love him. I so love him. And, you know, I'm adding my mix to it. So that's where that extra comes in. <laughs> but anyway, that's my, this is my take on it. This is my take on the conversation. So let me just do me. Okay. <laughs> so pretty much. So, you you know, in the beginning, it's all the honeymoon phase. And you're just like, oh, he's just so cute. Oh, I just want to spend every waking moment with him. It's just, oh, my goodness. I just love me some him. And then the responsibilities, the honeymoon wears off. And then it's like, okay, here we are. I'm seeing you every day. I'm spending time with you every day. You're starting to take me for granted. Um, I'm just not sure if this is something that I want to do indefinitely with you because you just don't see my value. Now, there are a lot of people that are currently in marriage that can attest to that. However, what I was speaking in reference to when she spoke to me about the responsibilities, she was saying how with the responsibilities, there's a contract. When you got a boyfriend, there's no contract. So there's no level of accountability when you're just dating someone. There's no level of accountability when you're just, you know, getting to know someone. There's really, you know, not much of a level of accountability when you're considered still single in a sense. 
And so, but when you're in that committed relationship, when you're in that marriage, when you're in that union, it is a covenant relationship that you can't easily dissolve. And although there are times that you feel like you're being abused in that relationship, that, that you're being neglected in that relationship, that you're being avoided and that you're not truly getting the same bubbly feelings and the same butterflies that you were getting in the beginning it still does not negate to the fact that you have those responsibilities. So you have entered into a covenant with this person. You have made a vow to this person through good and bad times, through sickness and in hell, till death do us part. I'm paraphrasing. However, that's what distinguishes the two. Now, to take your experience with your boyfriend and try to bring it into your experience with your husband, that's going to cause all kinds of problems because now you're no longer focused on your husband like you should. Now, this goes for the men and the women. So instead of saying boyfriend, you would be thinking girlfriend. Okay, you got me. Instead of saying husband, you'd be saying wife. So, but pretty much um, listening to that and, and seeing that in my head, because I've always, I was under the impression that I could try to find a way to marry the hobby and the responsibilities to kind of combine them to where I could just, you know, be in la la land, I guess. But based on the wisdom that I was provided today, it was like, eventually what I was told was eventually the boyfriend, because the only time that you want to leave this over here is if this over here. Now, mind you, I am not promoting infidelity. I am not promoting infidelity. What I am doing is merely sharing an example that made so much sense to me that it I wanted to share with I wanted to share I wanted to share with you all because I was like, I never looked at it quite like that, but I loved the analogy. And so, um, so no, I'm not promoting infidelity. But to me, the minute that I heard this, it all made sense. And you can apply it to different areas and arenas of your life like I did. And so what was stated to me was in terms of your being, if you're married, you know, you're married to these responsibilities. So if you're married to these responsibilities, you know, you don't, it's going to cause, it's going to wreak havoc if you start trying to do a comparison of your hobbies versus your responsibilities. And you're not going to be able to fully dedicate your time and your energy to your husband because you're distracted by the hobby. And so whenever you're in the presence of your husband, you should not be thinking about the boyfriend. You should be thinking about the husband and catering to the husband. And so as I listened to her, I was like, wow. Now, mind you, I've been praying certain prayers for years. Yes, I said plural. There are certain things that I have asked of God. There are certain things that I have. Oh, my God, that I've literally like laid on my face, fasted, prayed, just did everything I could and still was not receiving any type of response. But. When I heard, when I got past and what it was, she broke down why I was on the defensive. And I loved how she put it. She was like, when you're in an atmosphere um, and it could be a hostile work environment, it could be a bad relationship, it could be um, the children acting crazy at the house, it could be just, you know, the scenarios never change. And so, I mean, it could be any of those things. But 
anytime that you're in a situation where you feel as if you have to fight, whether it be mentally, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, anytime that she was like, anytime that you're in that, then you're going to automatically, without even being consciously aware of it, you're going to automatically be on the defense. You're going to, because that's, you're having to fight all the time, spiritually, emotionally, you know. And so I was like, I never looked at it like that. And so, um, as we went on in the conversation, she proceeded to tell me, you, well, she said a lot, but anyway, she, there was some things that she said that really resonated with me in terms of, and one of the main things she said, and I was like, I never looked at it like that. She was like, you have to change your heart posture toward your husband, toward your responsibilities. So once you, and then as soon as she said that, it's like I had a breakthrough. Like I literally experienced a breakthrough. Like that's, I ex I know what it feels like to get the weight of the world lifted off your shoulders. Because in that moment when she said that to change my heart posture, I was like, and she said, change it towards your husband. And I and now I'm, I'm there's a reason why I'm sharing this with y'all. So I was like, then I had a breakthrough. Now, now let's think about it. So now I'm not, I'm, abstinent so i'm sure that there's you know some frustration there because once you've been there it's kind of you know <laughs> but anyway so that might have had a little that might have been a little bit of my undertone just a little frustration but i'm gonna be all right because i'm waiting on my husband and so um but then also what i thought about was what we just discussed talk about she and i like i'm not planning on being unfaithful to my spouse or whatever but your boyfriend that's like I'm making the analogy, but it can be more than an actual person. So I said the hobby, but it could be something that you're putting above the marriage. It could be something that you give more attention to than focusing on the actual union. It could be something that you stop trying to touch base with your spouse to find out if your spouse is good because you get frustrated. And instead of dealing with the frustration and instead of going before God, having the right heart posture, confessing your sins unto him so that he can work that thing out for your good. It literally can affect your marriage. It can affect your relationship. It could affect your union if you have the wrong heart posture toward your spouse. And so I thought about that and I was like, huh, is that why sometimes marriages have their complication is because once someone gets a taste of what they felt when they first were married to the spouse, you know, the whole butterflies in the stomach and, and they get a taste of that outside of the marriage. I'm like, is that what causes them to be unfaithful? Is one of the reasons why they can't truly focus on trying to mend the bridges and reconcile the marriage is because they've gotten so caught up in the boyfriend. They've gotten so caught up in the distraction to where it's like, eh, I know you're doing everything that you can to minister love to me, but you're too late. What you mean? You're my wife. What you mean? You're my husband. Well, you should have did that a month ago. I'm over it now. I don't want to get close to you. What do you mean? You're still my husband. What do you mean? You're still my wife. So when I thought about that, I was like, okay, Lord. So in all actuality, it is good that I find out in advance where I'm frustrated how 
things, certain things. And so, and I thought about my relationship. So I'm just going to give you this. I'm not in a relationship, but I'm just saying, I, I thought about like my past relationships, how I would falsely accuse, how I would, um, and I, it was based off of insecurities. It was based off of my false belief system appearing to be real. So even if the person was in front of me telling me the bona fide truth, because I had literally had these previous experiences that didn't mean me any earthly good. And because what the person in front of me was doing resembled what I had gone through. I don't believe any words coming out of his mouth. <coughs> Excuse me. It didn't matter how truthful he was being. And so what I don't want to do, which I'm glad that, you know, me and these ladies had the dialogue that we did because it was a safe place for me. And I was able to be completely transparent, which is that's all I know how to be, whether I'm frustrated, whether I'm angry, whether I'm happy, whether I'm sad. That's all I know how to be. I just know how to be me. And so um, so literally, like after we had this conversation, I started thinking about just relationships in general. Because what I don't want to do is make the same mistakes that I've made in the past. Like, that's the one thing I don't want to do is repeat. I don't want to repeat the same things over and over. Like, I want to be able to be mindful. I want to be mindful of my heart posture. I want to be mindful of my thoughts. Because by us doing that, if we're mindful of our thoughts, if we're mindful of our heart posture, even when it comes to certain circumstances, even when it comes to certain people that we deal with, and even when it comes to rejection, when it comes to a lot of things, it's just that you can, you can apply this to so many different arenas of your life. Not, it's not one-sided at all. And so, and it doesn't have to be boyfriend. If that offends you, you could replace it with something else. It, I, I just said boyfriend because that's the analogy that she used and I loved it because I could relate to that. And I literally was like, you, you have to, what it took. I'm talking about I've been praying forever. But what has taken so long for me to gain and get an answer, I had finally gotten the answer. But when I got the answer, I didn't get the clarity behind the answer. So I was seeking for clarity. And so today I received the clarity and I was like, that makes so much sense. Now I know why I have to stay married to my responsibilities. Now I understand why I need to tell the boyfriend, hey, I'm not just someone to have fun with, blase, blase. If you because I and I love how she put it. She said, "You don't leave." Now remember, we're, you know this is just an analogy. She said, "You don't leave the husband for the boyfriend, and the boyfriend hasn't put a ring on it." Now I know you cannot put a ring on it if you already married. So y'all get over the holier than thou and just walk with me for a moment. <laughs> This is not the for the safe, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit and don't even know how to understand that this is just an analogy. This is for the people that can relate to what I'm talking about. And so literally when I thought about that, I was like, because how she put it was, she said, you don't want to leave the responsibilities and go with the fun of what the boyfriend is doing. We're talking about hobbies. And the boyfriend has not produced or exceeded what the hubby is doing. And I was like, huh. 
Well, all right. <laughs> well, all right. And suddenly I received the revelation that I needed in the other part of the answer to my question. And so it may be something different for you. Everybody learns differently, but that helped me. So I hope it helps somebody out there. But yeah, so I, I literally, um, it did a shifting in my mind. And then what I thought about was, so why, what I tell a lot of, you know, people that are warring back and forth about whether or not they want to stay in a relationship with the hubby or, you know, give a hundred percent to the person you're with. Period. Give a hundred percent and see what happens. Just get, even if you've seen or you believe that the grass is greener, you'll never know if you don't tend to your own garden. It's easy to say that the grass is greener. If you're not tending to your own garden, it's going to look greener. It's going to look greener because you're not taking care of home. It's going to look greener because you're not you're not truly trying to figure out, well, how do I make you greener than that grass over there? If we're not doing the work, if we're not trying to apply and change our heart postures, then we could very well be deceiving ourselves on a whole nother level, on a whole other level. And so I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Change your heart posture. That way you don't have to repeat the same mistakes over and over again, and you'll be all the better for it. I hope that this blessed and touched whomever it was meant to bless and touch. I know it blessed me when I heard it and it opened up my eyes in ways that I would have never thought of because I have got to learn how to stay committed to one, one particular thing. So it's like I have so many different hats that I wear. And that's okay. Eventually, I'll be able to multitask. But there's a season that sometimes you just got to truly be still and wait for the instructions so that you'll know which direction to go and how to maneuver in that direction. But if you're all over the place, you could very well miss that still small voice. So this helped me because I was like, okay, let me stop fighting the grain let me stop trying to get ahead of God. Let me stop trying to figure it out. And let me just keep doing what I've been doing, which is asking him, which way do I turn? Which way do I go? And sometimes it may not take him a day to respond. Sometimes it may take him five years to respond. I need not move until he says move. You need not move until he says move. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. So I hope you have a blessed and wonderful evening. This is going to conclude this part of my podcast. However, I am going to read a letter to my future hubby, if y'all don't mind. <laughs> so here we go. It is dated February 27th, 2021. Dear future hubby, your life is significant. I have something that I say to my audience each and every time I end my live broadcast, 
while doing one of my businesses. And it is, you matter. Your life has value. It has meaning. There will never be another you. So do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. I do this because in my heart, I truly believe that we should remind others of their value and their worth. Everyone did not grow up having or hearing said to them, you are a queen, you are a king, you have everything within you to accomplish whatever you aspire to do, you are enough. You are enough. And because everyone did not have those words or similar words spoken to them on a daily basis, a lot of us grew up searching for our true identities. Well, wherever you are, my king, you mean something to me and you are enough. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I hope y'all have a blessed and wonderful evening or morning whenever it is that you hear this episode. Y'all do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and psychologically and physically because there is only one you. Signing out your girl, Teresa. Bye.